Welcome to NFL Hits on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm just thrilled to have Niners legend Eric Davis kind enough to join us. And what a career he's had in media. And we're fortunate to have him here on the Believe team to cover the Niners and all the NFL. And Eric, good to talk to you again. I want to jump in right after Monday Night Football. Is that a game that we should really concentrate on the liftoff point for the Niners to be a Super Bowl favorite? Or did they play a banged up Arizona team and we should pump the brakes a bit? Uh, Well, yes and yes. (laughs) And always good to be on with you, man. Um, The Niners did what they were supposed to do uh, against a banged up Arizona Cardinals team. Uh, But Arizona always plays the Niners like it's their Super Bowl. So they had to match their motion. Um, I mean, Colt McCoy came in the candlestick and beat him last year. Uh, so I'm not into candlestick, into Levi, the field of jeans. Look at me. I went all the way back. <laughs> yeah, you went to, back to your day. I went, yeah, right. I went all the way back. It skipped over the field of jeans. Uh, but no, they came into Levi and punched him in the mouth. So they knew that they had to match the energy, that they had to come in and play a strong game. But the 49ers, again, a testament to a good team is that you beat the ones you're supposed to beat. Uh, They haven't been doing that thus far. So it was good to see them prepared. It was good to see them play solid ball in all phases. And um, that's something that they really haven't done consistently this season. And this this may have been their best overall game. So, you know, coming back to, you know, you get the bye week and all of those things and you're coming back, you got the second half push. It was actually, you know, for me, O-Head Niner, it was good to see them play that type of ball uh, against a team that I knew was going to come in, maybe a little banged up, but emotionally, the Cardinals are always ready to play those guys, and it was good to see them match it. Eric, tell me about, from a cornerback perspective, a pro bowl or an all-pro, when you look at what the Niners are putting out there, Ayuk, the play of, of Debo was unbelievable. And then to add McCaffrey on the wheel routes and catching the ball if they want to check down and what he can do in the running game, plus their overall running game behind Trent Williams. I mean, this offense is absolutely loaded, and there's a lot of options on every play. Uh, well, you, you just said it. They, I mean, they have playmakers across the board. Um, you, you threw all those names out there, and you didn't even mention Kittle. So, I mean, these guys have playmakers um, at every position. So you you add a McCaffrey, um, Mitchell, I I still believe Mitchell is going to be a very, very good running back. We just, you know, it's a health thing and he's got it. I mean, he's a baby. He's a pup. He's just got to get his wheels underneath him. But Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield, you put him out in space. He can make plays. Uh, I mean, you know, this this guy's the closest, closest thing to LaDainian Tomlinson that the league has seen in a while. So, you know, the stress he puts on the defense, Debo can line up just about everywhere. Um, and, and Iuk, I actually think is their number one guy. I just think he needs more touches and, and just more opportunities, but I believe that he can develop into a solid number one wide receiver for them. Uh, so uh, it's just a question of making certain that the quarterback delivers the ball and that's his own Kyle. I think it's, I think it's just a question of Kyle making certain that he, feels comfortable calling the plays that puts Jimmy in the best possible situation to be the playmaker that he is. And that is something that I know across the board that um, Jimmy, I feel like can make it and utilize those weapons. So right now it's going to be tough on defense to try to figure out what, what it is that they are going to do to stop them. Eric, are you concerned at all with the play calling at a times Kyle can get too aggressive or there are going to be times with Jimmy Garoppolo where he asks too much out of him because Jimmy's great with the playbook, no doubt. And I got more to ask you on Jimmy Garoppolo, but 
Is there a downside to Kyle Shanahan when it comes to him being a play caller at times with all this talent and wanting everybody to get touches? Um, I, I, looking at it, see, I, I think Kyle um, should do more. I, I think he can do more. Um, I, I don't think that he's being too aggressive. I actually think that he, he sort of keeps the training wheels on too much. Um, I am not, un, I'm not one of the guys in the school of belief that Jimmy is holding Kyle back. Um, this is the quarterback that he wanted. This is the quarterback that he scouted. This is the quarterback that he and John Lynch went out a few years ago and say, this is the guy that we want. And this is the guy we should have. Um, so you were planning on building your offense around him. So I don't think you're holding him back. I don't, I don't think he's holding Kyle back. I think Kyle needs to be more aggressive. I think he needs to let Jimmy throw the ball more. I think he personally needs to have more trust in Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and when you see those things happen, like this last game, when he allowed him to throw the ball down in the red zone, um, the first game when he came back uh, after the injury of Trey Lance, in which he didn't have a, have a game plan set for Jimmy, so when he came in, he, he just let, let, let's go to the passes and the pass plays that you're comfortable with. Jimmy had one of his better performances. I think if, if Kyle would actually open up a little more, that the offense could be a little bit more dy dynamic. And I'm hoping to see, well, I've been hoping to see it. It's never going to happen. <laughs> so, but this is, this. it, it is what it is. Um, Kyle wants to run the ball by nature, but uh, I don't think, I, I, I don't think too aggressive is the way I would label uh, his play calling or his approach to anything on offense. All right, I'm going to push back on one thing. You said this is the quarterback that they always wanted. I'm pushing back hard on this from a national perspective. This was a guy that they didn't want in the offseason, Trey Lance, and they were willing to give him away for nothing. Maybe a fifth-round pick, a third-round pick, and the rest of the league, Eric, wanted nothing to do with it because of Jimmy's high price point. And then, then we're looking to do a deal. They didn't see anything on the Niners' side, John Lynch and Kyle, to give him up for nothing. And he fell back into his lap. Where would this franchise be without Jimmy G coming to the rescue? Because easily, in hindsight, he should have been gone to Cleveland. He could have been gone to Carolina. Several teams should have stepped up and took this guy. He wasn't that expensive. Um, no, he wasn't. He wasn't, but he was injured. And um, well, see, and see, that was just some of the mismanagement um, that caused that, that situation to happen. If not for the injury, Jimmy would have been traded. Um, because Jimmy, say what you want to say about Jimmy Garoppolo, but the, the most important stat for a quarterback is wins. And the man wins football games. Um, he's He's been the best quarterback that Kyle Shanahan has ever had. Now, when I, say that, when I stated that they wanted to draft this guy, I meant that by saying this is a guy that they, I mean, not that they wanted to draft him, that they wanted to build their organization around him. This is a guy that they, they hand-selected to say, let's come in and build our offense around this guy. And he took him to a Super Bowl. He took him to an NFC championship. Now, you did say you wanted more out of your quarterback situation, and I have no problem with that. You always look to upgrade, and they believe that Trey Lance is an upgrade. They were going to move him around. But they made the mistake, bad management, they made the mistake of telling him far too early. There was no reason for Jimmy Garoppolo to have a goodbye um, yeah. press conference at the end of the season. So what did he do? Jimmy decided, hey, let me now take care of myself because you already told me you don't want me. The surgery is the reason he couldn't get traded. The surgery is the reason why the rest of the league didn't want to take anything, didn't want to happen because they're, at worst case scenario, they would have gotten a, a second round pick for him. Uh, the same thing that they, they paid for. But 
that didn't happen. Um, but keeping him and I, you can go back and you can check it. I put it on wax before it all happened. Mm -hmm. When asked, I said, keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the team. Even at his old price tag, I was like, keep him on the team with Trey Lance on a rookie contract and Jimmy Garoppolo on his contract. You still would have had less money in the quarterback position than a lot of teams in the league. And you would have two guys, if you believe in Trey Lance, you have Jimmy Garoppolo that if anything goes wrong, like it did, can come in and win football games for you. All right, Eric, last one. We'll get you out of here on this on NFL Hits. If you look at the, it looks like Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's in the tank. They have a they have a path to get back into this, but they have to thread the needle. Minnesota just got blown out by Dallas after they beat the Bills. You're chasing down Geno Smith. Geno Smith, he was a bad backup quarterback, and now he looks like the comeback player of the year. And most importantly, the Rams, who the Niners go to war with and beat in the regular season, but the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. They're long gone. Who do you think will give the Niners the biggest test? in the NFC, either in the NFC championship game or before, who do the Niners have to worry about the most? Well, the Niners right now, I mean, I think we're overlooking a lot of teams, um, you know, just to say that they're going to get there. Um, Seattle is always going to be, Seattle is always going to be a problem for them because that's just a rivalry game. Uh, the Rams, I, I'd never lose, I'd never, ever lose sleep Rams weeks, ever. The, the, the Rams have, a, the, the Rams just simply have a, a, they have a little brother complex. And, you know, I, okay, that goes all the way back to preseason when, when, I saw Aaron, when I saw Aaron Donald talking about the 49ers all the way back in preseason talking about the 49ers. I'm like, you just won the Super Bowl and you're concerning yourself with the, with the Niners right now. Like, I, it's, it's just the Niners are in their head. Um, but I mean, Philly's a good football team. Minnesota's a good football team. I don't think Minnesota's physical enough um, to, to really give them a problem. I, I think the physicality of this may sound crazy, but the physicality of Seattle. And I also think looking at Philadelphia Eagles, that's a team right now that I think could, could really, you know, be, could give them some problems. So when you start to get to the playoffs and if you're looking at it across the Dallas Cowboys still aren't physical enough for, for um, the 49ers. So uh, those, those are the two teams that I'm, I'm really looking at Seattle Philly, um, those are the ones that would what I would concern myself with the most right now. Uh, Tampa, don't count out Tampa. Mm -hmm. Good one. Because that's a that's a ball club that, you know, again, physical. When you look at the Niners, if you want to beat the Niners, you have to do what Atlanta did. You have to beat them the way the Atlanta Falcons beat them, especially in the playoffs. That's why Green Bay can never beat the 49ers in the, in the playoffs. They're not tough enough. You have to literally be able to punch them in the face so many times that they think you're crazy because that's what they're going to do to you. And very few teams are built that way. That's, regardless of what you think about the – and we talk about all the talent that they have at skill positions, the Niners are tough, man, and you got to be physical to beat them. Last one's a personal one. When you go to sleep at night and know how much your family means to you, if you have a football dream, what's the one thing you personally think about in your life as a football player that you keep coming back to when you close your eyes, you want to have a good dream and wake up fresh in the morning? Wow. Well, if I, if I have a dream about football, 
believe it or not, everyone always asks me like my favorite, my favorite game, my favorite play. It goes all the way back to my um, junior high school, my eighth grade city championship game. That was that was the game that 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 um, I played football every year from the time I was like in the third or fourth grade until I was 34 years old, except for my seventh grade year. Um, they told me I, I couldn't play. I was too small. I wasn't good enough that they lost the city championship. That, that's my seventh grade year. My eighth grade year came back. We won 14-8. I scored all 14 points. And after the game, my coach said, you're pretty good. I should have let you play last year. So that's that's the one I always keep going back to. That is great. I think, I think a lot of our younger audience appreciates that as they try to dream of having the college and pro career you had. Eric, great catching up with you again. Uh, thanks for joining us on NFL Hits. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thanks for having me.